0: My name is Shane Winnings, and I'm excited to equip you in this episode with how to keep having faith. Have you ever been in a situation and you're just like, dude, I have believed, I've prayed all the stuff, I've recited all the verses, I've declared, I've decreed every promise, I've gotten words, and I'm still not seeing a breakthrough. How much longer can I? How much longer should I hold on? I want you to walk away from this episode having a clear understanding and grasp on how to have faith that endures for a lifetime. So do not skip this episode. Don't miss a minute of it. I promise at the end of this, you will have a new perspective on faith and it might not be what you're thinking. Before we get into this, I've got to thank our sponsors who keep us going literally As missionaries, we are fully supported by donors and sponsors. And we have three amazing sponsors of this podcast. The first being Promise Keepers. We just had an event in Brooklyn, New York last Friday. We had over a thousand men there and hundreds gave their life to Jesus during the altar call at the end of the night. It was absolutely incredible. The next one is going to be February 23rd as of right now in Tampa, Florida. I'll be speaking at that. And I'm so excited because at Promise Keepers, we exist to build up godly men for a better tomorrow. And you and I both know that our nation, our world needs godly men. And so if you are a man or if you have a a spouse or a, a boyfriend or your dad, your brother, whoever, and you want them to have these resources, get in this community of people who are just striving to be the best godly man they could possibly be, You've got to check out the PK app, the Promise Keepers app, in the App Store. And make sure you follow us on the website and on Instagram for more info. We've got a lot of events coming up in 2024. Also, Aligned Mortgage. It's the reason my wife and I are in our home as missionaries, you know, self-employed. It can be difficult to get a loan. But this company, they work with veterans. And they want to equip you and help you use your VA loan, which most people don't even know they have, let alone know how to use it. So if you're a veteran and you want to own a piece of the land that you fought, that you defended for, then you've got to check out AlignedMortgage.com. Ask for Ronnie. These guys are incredible and uh, they will definitely help you get into the right home anywhere in the nation, not just here in Florida. They are nationwide. Finally, I've got to thank MilitaryWarriors.org. Military Warriors gives away homes mortgage-free, gives away cars, Uh, payment-free, completely paid off to veterans, to wounded warriors. This is a cause we're supporting. So please go to militarywarriors.org. Consider giving a few dollars. If everyone who streams this podcast over a year were to give two bucks, that would be $1 million as of last year's numbers. $1 million. How many homes could we buy for wounded warriors if you gave $2 at militarywarriors.org? So please Uh, consider supporting that cause. They support us. They're amazing, and we're so grateful. Guys, let's get into this. We want to talk about faith that endures for a lifetime. I'm going to use an analogy that I've heard before, and I want you to just really think. I know right now you might be thinking about all of the issues that you have. I'm going to ask you the best that you can try to put those to the side so that you could receive what I'm going to give you right here. Because if you're still thinking and, and holding on to your issues while trying to listen to this, you're not going to receive that and you're not going to have gotten anywhere in your problems. You need to ask the Lord even right now, Lord, help me just to lay this down for a moment. I know when you're in, a, in an anxious position, when you're stressed out, right? When you're overwhelmed, we tend to, to white knuckle things, right? We, we grab a hold of it even tighter because we think If I just try a little harder, if I just have a little more control, if I just obsess over this a little longer, maybe I'll get a breakthrough. Can I encourage you right now just to release that? Release that and and just listen to a new perspective for a moment. Now, I want you to imagine that I gave you all of the necessary uh, ingredients, so to speak, all the necessary tools and um, you know, uh, everything you needed to plant a tree, and it's not a full-grown tree. It's like a, it's not even broken through the ground yet. Okay, and so I, I give you everything you need, and I say, hey, go dig a hole, and I want you to plant this, and then in a couple of years, you're gonna have a tree. Now say that you know nothing about gardening. Say somehow you, you know, just for the sake of this argument, I I need you to catch this. This is why I'm being kind of extreme. Say that you had no knowledge of how plants work and how gardening works, right? Like you, you have never heard or seen or been taught that when you plant a seed, something grows. Just imagine that you know nothing about that, okay? all I say is, hey, here's this. Go dig a hole and put this in the hole and you'll get one of those. See that tree right there? I'd say, hey, you're going to get one of those. It's going to take some time, but you're going to get it. And you say, "Um, okay. I mean, how does this work? This thing is so small. Like, how's this even happen? And I say, just trust me. It takes time. Okay. You go plan it. A couple weeks go by, nothing. You're like, Shane, what's the deal? I've we did all that work, I'm not seeing anything. I don't I don't have one of those. I say, hey, just trust me. Just trust me. A little bit more time goes by, you're getting a little frustrated, a little anxious. You're still not seeing anything break through the ground. A little bit longer goes by. You call me up. I'm saying, "Just trust me. You got to wait. It takes some time, you know. I'm explaining how this process works." And you say, "I don't know about all that." And you dig in there. And you pull that thing out and what do you find? You find a root system that was just getting dug in, that was really growing, that was really getting ready to produce something. And you think, ah, I just, I just ruined it. Like if I had just waited a little longer, something would have sprouted. Now let me ask you this question might seem like a silly analogy, but go with me here. How many times have you believed for something in faith for a little while and a little while longer? And you know what the word says, you know, to patiently endure and to keep trusting God, keep your eyes on him, the author, finisher of our faith, all of these verses. And at some point you just say, well, if God had done it, if he was going to do it, it would have happened by now. And you try to take it back in the flesh, what you started in the spirit. And Paul even addresses this in his letters. He says, why are you finishing in the flesh what you started in the spirit? Why? Why are you uprooting this thing in faith that you began and you began well and and you plowed and you did everything right, but you have now uprooted it because of your impatience and your unbelief? You've killed your faith and you've given no opportunity for fruit to be produced because you stopped believing. You started trying to answer spiritual problems with natural answers. Anybody ever guilty of that? Anybody ever guilty of going out in the yard spiritually and just digging up to see what's going on and you realize you just killed the plant before it had a chance to produce? I wanna share another uh, story with you. I just feel like I have a couple stories that can meet you where you're at to encourage you not to give up. To encourage you that that tree is gonna sprout and it is gonna grow, but it takes time. There's things happening under the ground that you can't see. But if you know anything about gardening, you know, man, there's a root system. It's gotta do all, it's gotta grow down before it grows up, right? There, I was in airborne school in 2009. I was uh, heading into my sophomore year of college. I got selected with a couple of buddies. We went to the US Army Airborne School at Fort Benning, Georgia. And there was a, a number of uh, group runs that you had to complete. You couldn't fall out of them, which means you know you, you couldn't get too tired and just quit. You had to stay with the group through the whole run. We'd run for miles. And we'd run at different paces, you know, that was led by the instructors. You never know how fast or slow they're gonna run. And slow is not always better. Slow in a very large group for a long time is agonizing and sometimes worse than uh, going really quick. And so uh, I believe we had done a couple of these runs already and, you know, thank God, my buddies and I were in great shape. We never fell out once. We never even fell back. We stayed right where we were at. But a lot of people did fall out and people quit. And I remember that there was this one individual, I believe it was a female, she fell out of one or two, you know, one less than what was allowed. And uh, I remember that the instructors were saying, you know, this is the last run. This is going to be the last run. And so if she falls out, she gets kicked out of school. And I think we had like one week left out of a, a three week school. So she's already made it through the first two weeks, which, you know, kick out the most people. And third week is jump week. Like the third week, you actually get to jump out of a plane. It's really fun. It's unless you do something really stupid, like you're going to graduate, you're going to get your airborne wings, you're going to be airborne qualified. So this is like the finish line, man. It's like, give everything you got. This is it. All you got to do is finish this run. And so they take us on this run. And it was around this Track that you know, uh, say there was bleachers or something near where we would usually end. You know, we would do this loop, you know, one or two times or whatever, and we would always do it the same. We ran uh, all the time at that school. I mean, all the time. It's a 21 day school, we ran all the time. And so we do the lap as usual, and we get to the bleachers. And that is where you would believe that we're going to stop. And everyone is tired, but hey, we're almost done, right? And we get to these bleachers. And you know what happens? The instructors don't stop. They speed up. The instructors picked up the pace where we thought we were going to quit. They started running even faster. Now, let me ask you a question. If you're this girl or whatever, and you're barely hanging on, And you're just thinking, all I got to do is make it to the bleachers. And then you see ahead of you, the instructors get to those bleachers and they're not stopping. They take off sprinting. What's going on in your head? I'll tell you what was going on in her head because she quit immediately when she saw them sprinting. She fell out of the, the thing. This is a true story. I was in school with this girl. I don't remember if she was next to us or behind us or what, but a lot of us knew, like, hey, this is her last chance. And as soon as they started sprinting, a lot of people looked back to see what she was going to do, and she quit. You could see her face, just she died inside because she's thinking, I can barely keep this pace. There's no way I can run faster for longer. So she quit. You know what happened? About 100 yards later, maybe less, the instructors stopped running, and that was the end of the group run. All they did was add a hundred yard sprint at the end, but it was to mentally break anyone who was not ready to be US Army Airborne qualified. If that girl had just held on for a hundred more yards, she could have made it through that school. You should have seen her face first when they began to speed up. She looked absolutely crushed inside because she knew I can't do this. She knew that that meant she would fall out. She knew that that meant she would get kicked out of the school. So that was her first reaction. But can you even imagine, I saw her face the second time when they stopped only 100 yards later. When the reality hit her that all I had to do was just stay in it another 20 seconds, 10 seconds. That's all I had to do was 10 to 20 more seconds of running and I would have made it. Reality sunk in, that she had given up on herself. And guess what else sunk in? That I quit early. If you can go for 10 more seconds, you can go for 20 more seconds. And if you can go for 20 more seconds, you can go for another minute. I've been running for a long time. I I stopped over the last few years since I started lifting more, and honestly, I just hate running. But when I was in the military, when I was a cop, When I was in wrestling in high school and junior high, we ran all the time. And I'm telling you, it is so mental. How do you think these guys can go run these ultra marathons over 100 miles? Now, yeah, they're in great shape, but I'm telling you, there is a point where it's not about physical shape. Physical shape will get you part of the way there, but mentally, you have to be in it or you're gonna quit. That's why people quit marathons who have the physical ability to do them. They count themselves out. This girl quit on herself and then she realized I could have held on longer and I just ruined my chances at this and I just hurt my career. Why am I sharing this? How many of you, you're holding on in faith, you're believing, and it's hard, you're warring, you're trusting God despite whatever's coming your way and then couple things happen. Maybe number one, you've been holding on a long time and you don't see any breakthrough and so you're growing weary. You're getting discouraged. Number two, you're holding on in faith and then things get worse. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and, six one since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey. (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Which one is it for you? Are you holding on in faith, and you're just not seeing anything, and you're getting tired? Can I encourage you that you are looking for the solution more than you are looking at the man who will bring the solution? Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. If you don't have rest and you're weary, it's because you haven't gone to him. Now you might say, well, I've prayed, but I would argue that the Bible says you will receive rest from the Lord. And so if you meet with the Lord, but you leave and you're just as restless as you were before, I don't, I don't know if you met with him. You might have thought you met with him, and you might have shared all of your issues with him, and you might have asked for a lot of stuff, but did you actually meet with him? Did you actually do what the Bible says and cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you? You know, I know that when you go into the prayer closet and you complain and you cry to the Lord and you just ask him for stuff, you can leave feeling more aware of your issues than when you began and you still have no answers and you don't feel comforted. I also know that that same person can walk into the prayer closet, into the presence of the Lord, and lay down all of their issues and say, Father, I'm choosing to focus on you right now. You are bigger than this diagnosis. You are bigger than this bad you know, uh, bill that we got. You are bigger than this layoff we experienced. You are bigger than this family dispute that we have. You are bigger. God, I worship you. I honor you. I love you, God. You are eternal. This is a temporal thing. Help me to fix my eyes on you. And you begin to encourage yourself in the truth of the Lord and how amazing he is. How wonderful it is that you've been saved by grace through faith, that you're not going to hell, that you have been set free from the clutches of sin and death in the penalty of death, but you have been given eternal life. Like, have you forgotten? You see, when that's your focus in the prayer closet, it's impossible to leave without being encouraged. Then you can reapproach and re-engage your situation with a fresh perspective. So many people get grayed out because they're just constantly staring at their issues instead of looking at him. Is that you? or a second situation. You know, say you get a bad diagnosis and you're praying and you're believing, you're standing in faith, everyone lays hands, you believe that God is moving and then you go get the test done and it's even worse than it was before. Can I challenge you with something? Anyone can declare a prayer of faith. Anyone can get excited and motivated to lay hands on someone to be healed. It's your reaction when they don't get healed that shows what you actually believe. Let me explain. If my boy gets sick, I'm excited to lay hands on him and believe for God to heal him. I lay my hands on him, I say sickness, get out in Jesus' name, and he perks right up and he's running around the house and that sickness left. How many of you know I'm excited? What if I pray for my son and then things get worse? As sickness progresses, right? Now I find out what I really believe. Is my faith shaken? Or do I still have the same integrity and the same perspective and view of God that I did before? Am I going to be rocked by his circumstance and his situation and what I'm seeing? Or am I going to be fixed on who God is and what is unseen? am I going to declare truth in the midst of my trial or am I going to just go, well, I don't know why God would do this and I declared healing and he, didn't get, he actually got worse and I just wonder where God is. Which one of those do you think is producing life? Can I encourage you that while this war that we're in, this life, it's not easy, but it is worth it. What do you think God is going to say when you get to heaven and you kept the faith? He's going to say, well done. He's going to say, I saw every opportunity that you had to be mad at me because you had a wrong way of thinking. I saw every opportunity you had to walk away. I saw the enemy tempting you with doubt. I saw the enemy tempting you to just leave all this behind because you weren't getting it. I saw it, but I saw you holding on to truth. I saw you trusting in me even when your life was not going the way that you hoped it would or prayed that it would. I saw that you never caved on your belief and your faith in me. Well done. Come on, do you think that day is gonna be worth it? I know it's gonna be worth it. And I've talked about this in so many episodes, but the way that you win as a Christian is you say, Lord, help me as I declare this. I will not let one thing keep me from believing in you. I don't care if I pray and someone gets worse, not better. It's not going to cause me to doubt you. If anything, that's going to cause me to have even more of a resolve and want to seek your face more so that when I go pray again, this time it gets better. Guys, come on. We need to have that fight in us where we're not shaken by the things of life. Where we're not shaken because, well, it's been 10 years. You think I'd been healed by now? What, Dude, look at the Bible. There's people with 12 years of this, 38 years by the this. The list goes on. I've seen people healed in a moment and I've seen people who were healed decades later. It's not about the healing. It's about your integrity. It's not about the healing. It's about your faith. Because let me say this as I wrap up this episode. If you need your prayer to be answered to be okay, then your faith is in the answer, not the one who provides the answer. If you need to be healed to be okay in life, then your faith is in the healing, not the healer. If you need that check to come in to be okay, and I'm talking about in your mind and in your spirit. If you need that check to come in to be okay, then money is your savior, not the Lord. I'm just saying these things that are true. Now, I know that we have real needs, like we need those checks to come in or we're not going to be able to feed our family, but I'm not going to let my spirit and I'm not going to let my heart fail and I'm not going to let my mind race and wonder, where's God and why would he allow this? And I I thought if I was going to do this, why wouldn't he provide for me? You're not going to hear that coming out of my mouth. My prayer would be, Lord, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why this is going on, but I trust in you. And I know that you're going to provide for me. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care that I got bill collectors calling me and sending me letters. God, I know that you see what I'm going through. You love me. I'm your son. My wife is your daughter. You care about our family. And we just know that we're going to be okay. So help us in any area of unbelief. Help us, God. Help our hearts not to fail. Help us to keep our eyes on you. But God, as best we can, we're declaring right now, we are not taking our eyes off of you. We are not taking our focus off of you. And I will not ask questions that don't have any answers, like why would you allow this to happen? No. I say, God, I don't know why this is happening, but I know one thing. You have my heart and I'm not gonna stop trusting in you. Maybe you need to pray that today. As we close, maybe you need to pray that over yourself. Father, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't see the future. But I do know that your word says you're in my future. And you're never going to leave me or forsake me. And so I trust in you. I don't know how it's going to pan out. It might go the way I would like it to go. It might not go the way I would like it to go. But all in all... You are God, I am not, and I submit to you, and I trust in you, and I love you, and I thank you that this earth is not all I'm living for. I am an eternal being, and I'm going somewhere after this lifetime. So thank you, God. This isn't all I've got. There's more after this. Come on, we have to have an eternal perspective, guys. This life is not all we're living for. If you think it is, you will make temporal decisions with a temporal mindset. We need to be eternally minded because we are eternal beings serving an eternal God. Amen? Listen, if this spoke to you, if this helped you, you've gotta check out the Overcomers Mentorship Group that I started two weeks ago. We have almost 40 members already. We've got a daily Discord chat. I'm in there all the time messaging. And then we have a weekly Zoom where I teach and preach, uh, talk about stuff that we covered in the Discord chat someone brought up some relationship stuff, so tonight is our weekly Zoom, and I'm going to be talking about uh, singleness, and marriage, and relationships, and godly dating, and how to have a good perspective when you're in the waiting season, all of that. We're doing it every single week, and so if you want to join, you've got to send me a DM on Instagram with the word overcomer. If you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment, say overcomer, or you can send me an email at at gmail.com. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Please share this episode if it spoke to you. Send it to a friend. Send it to someone who's walking through a trial and just say, hey, thinking of you, encouraging you with this episode, I believe it will help you to hold on to faith and to truth despite your circumstance. This episode could really help someone get free and not give up in their walk in faith with Jesus. Amen. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow.